expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. I'm Nancy Sun with today's episode of Easy News. The TIEX opened up 25 points this morning from yesterday's close at 17,840 on turnover of 6.5 billion NT. The market continued to gain ground on Monday on the back of another strong showing from the bellwether electronics sector. Buying focused on artificial intelligence development-related stocks, following a rally by AI-related stocks on Wall Street at the end of last week. However, Taiwan semiconductor manufacturing fell into consolidation mode after surging 6.46% last Friday. Snow was reported falling on Jade Mountain overnight, resulting in an accumulation of 4 centimeters by 9 o'clock this morning. Snow fell on Hehuan Mountain in Nanto and was also reported falling on Yilan's Taiping Mountain area at around 6 o'clock this morning. According to the Taiping Shan National Forest Recreation Area Office, the mercury in areas near the peak dropped to minus 3 degrees overnight before this morning's snowfall began. And in Taipei, snow was reported on parts of Yangmingshan this morning, and between 1 and 2 centimeters had accumulated in some areas by around 6 o'clock. The Ministry of Health says the definition of special circumstances in which chronic patients are eligible to receive medical treatment remotely will be expanded from July 1st. According to the ministry, the move will benefit roughly 2.47 million people. The amended rules of medical diagnosis and treatment by telecommunications will be expanded to cover individuals who are on a National Health Insurance System Chronic Disease Care Plan or subject to terminal care, correctional institutional care, or mobility care. Those who are in need of remote health care due to disasters and infectious diseases will also be included in the expanded program. A magnitude 7.1 earthquake struck a sparsely populated part of China's western Xinjiang region, but no casualties were immediately reported. State media and local authorities said the quake early this morning destroyed two houses and downed power lines, though electricity has now been restored. Local authorities said around 200 emergency workers were sent to the area. The Xinjiang Railway Authority also suspended dozens of trains. 
The United Nations has once again called for adherence to international law in the supply of weapons to Ukraine. Jody Jacobs reports from the United Nations in New York. Sergei Lavrov has told the Security Council here in New York that Sunday's bombing of Donetsk should be on the conscience of all those arming Vladimir Zelensky. Moscow has blamed Ukraine for the attack, while Kyiv has denied responsibility. At least 28 people were killed and 30 were injured. The United Nations Office of Disarmament Affairs told the Council that the transfer and use of cluster munitions throughout the conflict are very concerning. Many members at the meeting called for the intensified diplomatic efforts to end the conflict, and several have also raised concerns about the growing military cooperation between the DPRK and Russia. Jody Jacobs, New York. Canada has announced a two-year cap on international student visas to ease the pressure on housing, health care, and other services at the time of record immigration. The country's immigration minister says there will be a 35% reduction in new student visas in 2024. He said the country's international students program has been exploited, putting pressure on housing and health care. A government statement says Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's cabinet retreat in Montreal this week will prioritize affordability and housing. And that was the ICRT News. Check in again tomorrow for our simplified version of the news, uploaded every day in the afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Nancy Sun. Hey there. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to hear more from ICRT, you can check out our other podcasts. We've got Taiwan Talk, where we chat with a new guest every Monday. Taiwan This Week, a roundup of the news in Taiwan every Friday and English in the News, for useful English expressions explained in Chinese. For some lighter news in both English and Chinese, check out News Bites and News for Kids. And if you enjoy them, tell a friend. Thanks for listening.